You're listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org. Our scripture this morning comes from the second letter of Timothy, chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. I am grateful to God, whom I worship with a clear conscience, as my ancestors did, when I remember you constantly in my prayers, night and day. Recalling your tears, I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that lived first in your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice, and now, I am sure, lives in you. For this reason, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is within you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Good and gracious God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts Be acceptable in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That's the 23rd Psalm. My grandmother, who was my Sunday school teacher, had me memorize it. Forty years ago, I didn't realize how much I needed that scripture. I just thought that I was in it for the prize, right? Because she had this prize basket. It was full of gifts that were wrapped, and I wanted a prize, and I got one, and it was a bar of soap, which is so my grandmother. (laughs) But I didn't know that I would one day recite it at bedsides and at funerals. You never know how words will affect you. But those words my grandmother had me memorize became a part of my ministry. They became a part of me. Today we celebrate All Saints Day, a day that we remember and give thanks for those who passed in the year 2023. Today we recall all those who've gone before us. We give thanks for the life and the faith that they led, for their example, for their love. And we acknowledge that we as individuals and the church are better because of them. They weren't perfect, but we don't need them to be. In fact, we need them to show us that it's okay to mess up. Nadia Bowles-Weber says, what we celebrate in the saints is not their piety or perfection, but the fact that we believe in a God who gets redemptive and holy things done in this world through, of all things, human beings, all of whom are flawed. We need the saints. We need them to show us what it looks like to let God use you 
to trust God, to have faith, even when it can be messy. We needed them to share themselves with us, and now their memory lives in us and is a part of us. We start the year 2024 by remembering those who've passed away because they light the way for us this year and in years to come. Their faith, their legacy blazes a trail for us to follow, and we take the best of the past and we allow it to propel us into the future. I also like to quote uh, on All Saints Day Nadia Bowles Weber's uh, words here. In the church, we proclaim that the dead are still a part of us, a part of our lives, and are even an animating presence in the church. Saints are still part of us. They always will be. They're a part of the fabric of this building. They're a part of who we are as a church, the ministry we offer, the lives we change, and they're a part of each one of us. We still and always will be informed by their legacy, by their faith, the way they shared their gifts. Now, I've read today's scripture many times, often in preparation for All Saints Sunday. It's one I like. But as I was preparing for this morning, there was one part that really stood out for me. Paul is writing to Timothy, and Timothy is young. He is youthful, but Paul is mentoring him, and he is offering leadership in the church. And so Paul writes him this letter, and he begins by giving thanks for him and for his faith. A faith that first lived in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure lives in you. First lived in them, now lives in you. Now, I'd always heard it as a faith that was passed down. But that wording, a faith that first lived in you, is a whole different way of hearing this scripture. A faith that first lived in them, now lives in us. In his letter to Timothy, Paul is saying that faith is a living thing that is passed from one to another, a living thing. I like to think about what I got from whom. I have my mother's eyes and my father's mouth and my grandfather's love of family and my grandmother's gift for hospitality and my other grandfather's inability to make my faith hide what I'm thinking. I like to think about how my kids uh, look like or are like Mike or me, what we've taught them, what of me is in each of them. But Paul reminds us that faith is also one of the gifts that we receive and pass on a living thing. So I want you to think about it for a moment. Just take a second. Whose faith lives in you? How are you passing on your living faith? I pray that my faith lives in others, a faith that shows them that God's grace is enough, that they are beloved, that they can find their strength in Christ, that Christian community lifts us up and encourages us to follow in Christ's footsteps. This faith was given to me by my parents and my grandparents, but also by the people that I knew in church, by Sunday school teachers and youth leaders. Perhaps like me, when you think of your saints, you think of family, but maybe you also think of them, the people who were with you as a child, 
or a friend who challenged you, a member of a Bible study you're a part of, a church leader, a friend, I can guarantee that none of them set out to be saints or would have called themselves saints, but they took an interest in you, they showed you that God loved you, they prayed for you, they helped you to realize your value as a child of God. Maybe they were just a really good example of a good person. Or maybe they helped you to grow in faith and know what it is to follow Christ. This is why the relationship side of church is so important. And it's part of why I love serving an intergenerational church where we do things like wearing name tags, but also things like having Bible buddies who sponsor third graders by giving them their first Bible, or confirmation journey companions, many of whom are with our, our confirmands now as they go and make their visit and mentor them um, by Bible studies with, uh, and life groups with a variety of different kinds of people. We lurk, work alongside one another when we're serving. We all have something that we can give all can share our living faith, and our faith come, becomes stronger when we share it, and others' faith becomes stronger, too, when we share it. So, I want to do something that not everyone's going to like, especially the introverts, but I want you to think for a moment about who are the saints in your life, and whose faith lives in you, and then Share with your neighbor for a minute. Go ahead. <laughs> Who do you think of? I'm coming back. <laughs> Today, our group of saints that we've remembered are mothers and fathers, their grandmothers and grandfathers, their Sunday school teachers. They were kitchen workers and church members who were surrogate grandparents. They were journey companions and parents who died too soon. There are those who lost their way and those who created a new way. They were teachers and businessmen and gardeners and woodworkers. They loved music and nature and church and family. Their faith now lives on in us and is an incredible gift. So how are you going to rekindle it as Paul tells Timothy to do? How will you rekindle the faith? How will you let their faith be lived out in your life? How will you nurture it and expand it and pass it on so that it lives on in others? Maybe like some of them did. Maybe you'll teach Sunday school, or maybe you'll volunteer in the nursery, or you'll work in our gardens or our kitchen and extend hospitality. Maybe you'll take an interest in the young people in our church. 
Maybe you'll mentor them through Bible buddies or journey companions or youth ministry. As you come for communion today, you see this basket up here. Um, last year, we did this, and we're going to do it again. It's a tradition that at the beginning of the new year, you choose a star out of the basket, and on that star is a word, usually a verb, and that will serve as a guide for you, just as the star guided the wise men to Jesus. This will be a guide for you your whole year long. I think it's fitting to pass these words out on a day like today when we talk about those who light the path for us, those who guide us. And my hope is that our word will guide us too. And perhaps this word will connect us to those who've gone before us. Perhaps it will remind us of them as we pull it out, as it helps us to go forward in the year. We'll remember the faith of those who've gone before us, who faith lived in us and gain strength, and will grow. This is a new year. There is much going on in the world now and to come. War, an election, a general conference. It's a year that could tear us apart or bring us together. A year that could be marked by division or marked by faith and relationship. It could be marked by a faith that demonstrates a love for God and all of God's people. A faith that draws us closer together. A faith that's guided by those who've gone before us. A faith that lives in us. A faith that lights the way. Of course, you know what my hope is. Amen. You've been listening to the weekly sermon from Clarkston United Methodist Church in Michigan. We are a church dedicated to connecting people to people and people to God. To learn more, visit us at clarkstonumc.org.